Now, this morning and uh, many weeks to come, I want to talk about something important, something that will be affecting our life, affecting what we do, our decision that we make, how we make the decision, affecting the way we deal with problems, the way we deal with people, whether we like them, whether we disagree with them, something that will affect everything about us. I want to talk world view, our world view. The set of belief that forms the glasses of how we see the world and how we interact with the world. Now, all of us, as we are here on earth, there are four things that we need to grapple with. Four questions when you, uh, uh, whether you uh, know it or not. Number one is issue, uh, the question of why are we here? Secondly is what is wrong with this world? The third is I. And the fourth is solution or remedy of it all. Now, whatever your world will is, it will the way you answer these four questions. And that's why worldview is a very important thing that we need to have in our life. And yet, many of us, we do not have a strong, stable worldview. Our worldview is always half-cooked. Half in a local context, half past six. I don't know why they call it half past but it means that it is not full, it's all mixed up, it's all up, and the way we get our worldview is from opinion from people, social media, what other people say. So we jump up everything and we make it as our worldview. How we see the world, how we interact with the world, and at the same time, as we know it's very important to have worldview, we do not have a strong and solid worldview. Our worldview is always lopsided, conflicted, biased. And our worldview is actually more of our own opinion, a mix-up of other opinion, rather than the truth of the Bible. But today, I want to give you a good news. The good news is that we can have a proper, strong and stable worldview as we look into the Word of God. Because God doesn't want us to be in the dark about our worldview. And God wants us to know a strong and stable worldview through His eternal truth. Philippians, the book of Philippians, chapter 1, verses 9 to 10, it says, And this is my prayer, says Apostle Paul, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. You see, from this verse, we understand that our worldview is not just a matter of opinion of the expert, what we think, what we feel, or our own personal experiences. It is the value, the principle, the teaching that is from the Bible, the Word of God, the depth of insight that we have in Christ. The book of Jude chapter 1 verse 20 says, But you, dear friends, must continue, must continue to build your lives on the foundation of your holy faith. That means that our faith is not just our emotional belief, but there is certain foundation that will form our worldview, how we see the world, how we interact with the world. And as a disciple of Jesus Christ, we have this purpose to build world will, to build that foundation. And that's why our aim, every time we come for Sunday service, every time we gather together, it's not just to attend Sunday service as a religious duty, just because we're Christian. Every time you gather together to hear a sermon to worship God, you are actually building foundation, adding on to your world will, deepening it bit by bit, every day, every time you come to worship God. We need to intentionally build that world will in our lives so that our world will, the way we see the world, the way we interact with the world, it will be based on truth of God. Now, there is another word for world will as we look into the Bible. It is called doctrine. 
Now, some of you, you may be scared of this word doctrine. Now, don't be scared by this word doctrine. Don't think that doctrine is something boring, hard to understand. It is not interesting. Something which is only for those who are very, who, who like to study, like to debate, scholars, pastors, those who study philosophy. No. Today, I want to assure you that Christian doctrine is nothing boring, nothing hard to understand. And in fact, many of you, you already have some sort of doctrine within you. Your opinion about who God is and how God works is a doctrine that you have within you. Whether it's accurate or not, it's a different story. But there is a doctrine that you have in your life. The very reason why you come to church every Sunday is also a doctrine that you have in your heart, in your worldview. But whether you understand why you come to church, the purpose of coming to church is a different story. But like it or not, you already have bits and pieces of Christian doctrine in your life. So, what is Christian doctrine? In simple terms, Christian doctrine, it is an organized summary of what the Bible teaches about the most important issues of life. So, Christian doctrine, it is an organized summary. Taking the whole Bible, organize it properly, make it in a summary, and we want to look into what the Bible says about important issues of life. Those are doctrine. That means that doctrine is what God says about where do I come from? Why am I here? How do I determine right from wrong? Why do bad things happen to good people? Why do people act the way they do? Life questions like, can I divorce? Can I abort a pregnancy? Can I change my sex? What happened to me when I die? So those are questions that Christian doctrines will try to answer. And there's certainly nothing dry or nothing boring about those questions, right? Charles Sindwal, a famous Christian writer, says, what roots to a tree is what doctrine to Christianity. What roots to a tree is what doctrine to Christianity. Christian doctrine gives understanding for us as believers of Jesus Christ on how to live in our faith. But we always need to return to that root, which is the Word of God. So therefore, another word for Christian doctrine is this. Our faith-seeking understanding. Our faith-seeking understanding. It is not just having faith, but also having understanding about the faith that we have. And do you know that Christianity is a thinking faith? It's not just emotional. It's also thinking faith. It is a faith that gives reason for life, for everything in it, and everything beyond life. So if you are asking questions about your faith, you are in the right track of growing in your maturity, growing towards understanding. But if you're not asking questions about your faith, then perhaps you may not be growing in faith. You may be in autopilot in your work with God. In fact, I hope that this sermon series, this few weeks, for the next few months, you will stir up the question in your life for us to really ponder about what do we really believe? And we start asking questions Start discussing it in small group so that you will have greater depth of insight, of knowledge in the Word of God. Now, however, having questions is not enough. You need to seek the answer also. And I pray that the Holy Spirit is going to help you to seek those answers, to be able to know the answer about faith, about life through this sermon series that we're going to do this coming few weeks. And I hope that you will know more about what the Bible teaches and also be interested about what the Bible has to say about life, about attitude, about character, about the society, about Bible, about life. And I can assure you, the Bible is filled with a lot of answer for you and I in our everyday life. It's filled with answer. But it may not be the answer that we like. And for those 
of you who really want to seek God's peace, the understanding from the Bible that gives us wisdom to live our life. For those of you who are seeking for the purpose in life, the Bible has the answer for you through doctrine that is being taught. And I believe that this sermon series, and I also hope that it will transform you from the inside out. So, let's get started on this series today. And today I want to talk about what is Christian doctrine and why do we need to uh, learn about Christian doctrine. So very quickly, I want to share with you six reasons, six reasons why we need to learn Christian doctrine. Number one, doctrine will help me know God better. Now, while theology, theology is the study about the nature of God and His character in order to know God more, doctrine is the learning about what God says about the important issues of life. So I hope that you will understand the difference between theology and doctrine. Theology is a study about God, His character, His nature in order to know better about God. But doctrine is a study about what God says about the important things of life. Now, both theology and doctrine, they are closely related to one another. When you talk about doctrine, you will talk about theology. You talk about theology, you will talk about doctrine. Both of them are closely related to one another. But we want to focus about doctrine more today by learning what God has to say about important things of life. Now, no one has ever seen God because God is invisible, God is in the spirit. And the world will always ask Christian, how do you know God exists? Today, ask ourselves this question. How do we know that God exists? How do we know who God is? Now, thankfully, God did not leave us in the dark. He wants us to know Him and He provided a way for us to know Him, which is through the Word of God, the Bible. Knowing what God says in the Bible will help us know who God is and the will of God for us in our life. But having knowledge about what God says is not enough. We need to know God personally. It's not just about knowing what God says, but we also need to know who God is personally in order to build a deeper life, deeper relationship with Him. So, having a desire and a passion to know what God says will help us to build a deeper relationship with this Almighty God. And that's why if we say that we love God, we also need to love His Word. Both are linked together. Just imagine that in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, that the girlfriend will write love letters and send it to the boyfriend regularly. And the boyfriend says, My dear, I've received all your love letter, but when I am free, I will really, really love to read it. I will read it when I have time, when I'm not too busy, but I really love you. What do you think about this love relationship? If you are serious about knowing God, loving God, you need to know about His Word because that knowing what He says will help you to know Him better, to love Him better. You cannot build your relationship with God based on your guesses. Based on your guesses about who God is, how God is like. You cannot build your relationship with God based on other what other people or what other culture talks about God. You cannot base your relationship with God on social media, on TV, what they portray God is. You must base your relationship with God upon the Word of God, what He says personally. And you cannot know someone personally if you believe lies or even opinion about that person. And that's why the Word of God, what God says about life, doctrine, is very important. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 2 to 5 says, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, 
turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cried aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and you will find knowledge of God. That means our Christian faith has to be a seeking faith. To seek God so that we will gain understanding and the knowledge of God. God has made many, many marvelous purposes and plans for us. God has made us to become the guardian of the entire world. God has asked us to take good care of this world, to uphold justice, righteousness, to enjoy the good things that He has for us the provision, the blessing that He has for us. God has asked us to live a life, to love other people, to care for the poor and needy. Those are the good things that God has asked us to do. But above all, there's one thing that God wants us to do above all else, to love Him wholeheartedly. And that's why we need to spend our time and our effort to know God, to love God. And one way, is through knowing Him to the Word of God, what He says, which is Christian doctrine. It will definitely help you to know the reason for your faith and also to know who, the person, the God that you have put your faith in. So knowing doctrine will help you to know God better. Secondly, doctrine is essential to build strong foundation. Now in life, we sometimes build our worldview, our foundation upon the opinions of other people, upon the popular opinion of influencer, social media expert. We listen to them. Now, there's nothing wrong listening to them because they may or may not be an expert of the field of whatever they say. But if you really want to build a solid worldview, a solid foundation for your life, is not the expert that you need to listen to. We need to listen to the one who have created the whole world, the one who have laid the foundation of the entire world. And who is that? God. Today, I want you to know that the only foundation that is strong enough that will able to guide us, not just right now, but into the future, a foundation that is timeless, it is the foundation from God. So having God's truth as a foundation, it will help us to be secure and stable. And this is what we need to build regularly. It's not just one-time event. Building our foundation is a lifetime event. And this is what we need to build regularly. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 to 2, it says, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from the act that leads to death and of faith in God. Instruction, which is doctrine, about cleansing right, which is baptism, the laying of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. Now this verse talks about they are Christian who always remain a baby in their spiritual life. They are always a one-year-old Christian again and again every year. The problem today is that Christian, we, as we follow Jesus, we have no intention, there's no intentionality, there's no purpose in building foundation as we hear the Word of God. As a result, we are still baby every year. The same baby every year in our spiritual life, in our walk with God, in our spiritual maturity. Maybe you have been like that every year. You may be Christian for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. But you may be one-year-old Christian for 40 times in 40 years. But this year, I hope that you will start to make a conscious effort to build your foundation well to move beyond elementary teaching and start to build a stronger and deeper foundation of life. 
And also as we want to build that foundation, it takes time, it takes effort, it's tough. I want to really tell you up front, it's tough, it takes time, it takes effort. Look at our Petronas Twin Tower. In order to build a strong two twin, uh, these two towers, they have to lay the foundation. They have to dig deep. Of the entire period of building the Petronas Twin Tower, almost 50% of the time is used to dig deep, to secure the foundation. And it is more expensive to build the foundation rather than build the two towers above. And that's why, as I say, it's tough work. It takes a lot of time. And there are many challenges. There will be many challenges, both internally, externally. There's this internal challenge of our own willpower. Do we really motivate ourselves to do it? Self-discipline, the perseverance. We can start, but can we continue on? Do we, how can we motivate ourselves to continue to do it? There's this internal challenge. And also the outward challenge. Time, busyness, attention, so many other things that are seemingly more important. But let me, ask, let me tell you this. Your effort, your time, it will definitely worth it if you spend it to build your foundation in life. It's never too late for you to build your foundation, whether you are young or old. As long as you're building it, that will help you to have a life that God will bless, God will have favor upon, and God will work through you. You see, I pray that as you begin to dig in, dig deep, do the tough work, do the hard work of building foundation, you will grow strong this year. Whatever happened in the past, let it be. But let's have a good start this year as we are still in the beginning of the year, the month of January. Start going strong. Dig deep in your foundation. Then you'll be certain and clear about the many questions. What is happening in our world? Why bad things happen to good people? What does success look like? How can I get peace and comfort? How can I go through all the challenges in life? you will be able to have the answer to all these questions of life because you built your foundation on what God says rather than the opinion of people. You see, if you have no strong and solid foundation, sadly, you will be living a life that's drifting. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12 to 14, it says here, The body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. That means that as we build up ourselves, we need to build unity in faith and also in knowledge, in the doctrine, in what God teaches about and also become mature. Attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the wave and blown here and there by every wind of teaching by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. If we do not build strong foundation of the Word of God, the doctrine, what God says, two things according to this passage. Number one, we will be tossed back and forth by wave. That means that whatever small thing or big thing that happened in your life, you will be easily influenced, easily uh, depressed, easily pressured you will always have anxiety, you will always have weariness because you do not know how to stand strong. You do not know what is ahead of you. You do not know what will happen to you. Without strong foundation, you will be quickly affected by whatever bad news about finance, about your health, about relationship problem, about your hardship. You will be tossed back and forth easily. Secondly, you're blown here and there by every wind of teaching. That means that you will easily be victimized by what people say, especially those who say things that is inaccurate or even worse, false teaching. Teaching that creates division, contention in your life. Teaching that teaches you about all the blessing and goodness only, prosperity teaching. 
But at the end, if you are not strong and you take in all the opinion and all the wrong teaching, inaccurate teaching, you will end up being confused, being frustrated in your work with God. Are you experiencing that today? Being tossed back and forth, being victimized by every wind of teaching. If yes, perhaps you have not built a strong foundation. But Jesus in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 25 says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and put them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the, uh, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had foundation on the rock. It had its foundation on the rock. So Jesus taught us two very important things here. Number one, we need to hear the Word of God. Hear the Word of God. From the Word of God, the Bible, we need to be acquainted with the Word of God in order to build strong foundation. Secondly, put it into practice. We need to apply, obey, and live out. I think many of us struggle in this area. We know the Word of God, but we fail to apply it. Therefore, we need to encourage one another to apply the Word of God, be the doer of the Word of God. And the best way is in a small group whereby there is accountability, there is support, there is encouragement. You see, we all are familiar with the story of three little pigs and a big bad wolf, right? Three little pigs and a big bad wolf. Sadly, many Christians are like the first two pigs, building their foundation, their house, with straw and also with sticks. They build the house with straw and stick, with their own idea, with their own opinion, their emotion. Why? It's quicker, it's easier. You don't need a lot of effort. But then when trouble comes, and it will come, when challenges come, hardship comes, they huff and they puff. And they blew our faith down. Now in this case, let us be like the third little pig. Take time, tough effort to build strong and stable foundation. Build the right foundation with the right material so that it will be strong. What is the right material? The Word of God. What is the right foundation? Our Lord Jesus Christ. The truth of God. So that when the wind of storm, problem, hardship comes, when they huff, when they puff, you will still remain strong because you are deeply rooted in the right foundation. We are building a foundation right with the right material. That's why we need to learn doctrine. Every time you hear a sermon, you are adding in your foundation. My prayer is that every time this year onward, you hear a sermon, you hear a teaching, it will not just come in right ear and go out left ear. Let the Word of God come in into your mind, into your heart. Store it up. Digest it. Build it into your worldview, your principle. And let the Word of God transform you from the inside out. Doctrine is important for us to build strong and stable foundation. And thirdly, doctrine feeds my soul. Doctrine feeds my soul. Now, we all need physical food for our physical body. When you are a baby, you need milk. And when you grow older, if you want to grow stronger, healthier, you need solid food. It is the same for our soul. Doctrine is that solid food for our soul. And this is what the Apostle Paul says to young Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. In pointing out these things to the brethren, you will be a good servant of Jesus Christ, constantly nourished on the word of the faith and of the sound doctrine which you have been following. Apostle Paul here says that good and solid nourishment is needed if you want to grow. Now, please bear in mind, good and solid nourishment does not come automatically. 
this Chinese New Year, how many of us have this uh, discipline to eat good and solid nourishment? Think of all the Chinese New Year stuff that we all eat. Not only Chinese New Year, think of throughout the year, our eating habit. Do we really take in good and solid nourishment for our physical body? The same principle applies to our spiritual life for our soul. Do we take in good and solid nourishment? Today, let us be very conscious about the nourishment, spiritual nourishment that we want to add into our soul. And that is the Word of God. We need to take time to chew, to digest the spiritual food so that we can get healthy nourishment food, the truth of God for our soul. If not, as I say, we will remain a baby Christian. Someone who will always have needs. Someone who always says, care for me, care for me, feed me, feed me. Someone who is not able to care for other people because he himself is not mature, not strong, not able. Someone who always needs other people to meet his need rather than meeting the needs of others. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 to 14, it says here, In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk being still on an, an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, by, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good and evil. See, the believers mentioned here in this passage, they are not growing towards maturity. Instead, they are still being an infant, remain a baby. But you need solid food, not only to sustain your soul, but it, you need to grow. But if you stop taking solid food for your soul, what will happen? Do you think you'll still be strong and healthy? If you really do a spiritual check on your own self, spiritual health check, perhaps we may find ourselves not healthy, not fit, because we may not have been taking in good nourishment for our soul. Without a regular intake of the Word of God, our soul will be weak and we will be easily swayed or susceptible to temptations. Even though you are Christian for many years. And that is why having a strong, solid doctrine is very important. Not just for knowledge, but also to know God better, to help us to have a strong foundation and also to have a solid food for our soul. And number four, strong doctrine will enable me to serve others effectively. Apostle Paul tells us that knowing the truth will help us to live a godly life. But at the same time, it will enable us to help other people to live a godly life. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. If you give this instruction to the believers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus as you feed yourself spiritually on the word of faith and of the true teaching which you have followed. Here, Apostle Paul says that we first need to feed ourselves and then serve others by feeding them. How do we do that? Titus chapter 4, verse 6. He must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as he has been taught so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. See, one way to encourage others, to serve others, is when we ourselves strong enough in the Word of God. Without the Word of God, our encouragement will be just good, positive words. Yes, it will help other people, but it is not good enough to give a strong and effective encouragement for the soul. Now suppose tonight your good friend comes knocking at your door saying that the doctor just says that he has a terminal illness. He is going to die within one or two weeks. What are we going to do? Invite the friends to come in, turn on a very good YouTube video and watch together. Invite your friends to come in, 
and watch TikTok, Instagram together, invite your friend to come in and eat ice cream together, give him a pat at the back and say, everything is going to be all right. If your friend asks you, how do you know that everything is going to be all right? What are you going to say? Those are good things that you can do. But if you really want to be an encouragement for others, to be a blessing for others, you yourself need to have that substance, that strong foundation, the Word of God that will help people. And that's why it's very important for us to have a good and strong foundation. And out of that, you can tell your friends, you see, I may never know what's going to happen, but I know God will never leave you nor forsake you. I know that God promised that there can be healing. I know that God will never fail. Those are the promises of God from within you that you have built through the Word of God that you can bless other people. Having a strong foundation in the Word of God, in the doctrine, what God says about important things of life, it can help you to serve others, to bless others. If you want to become a blessing for others effectively, not just being a positive person, but to be an encourager that will always be effective with the Word of God, we need the Word of God to build the foundation in our life. You see, another reason why we ourselves need to be strong in doctrine, in what the Word of God says, is for the next generation. Unfortunately, our young generation is living in today's world which everything is going down. Wrong is seen as right. All the obscene things, all the vulgar things, all the things which is not good, they are becoming a norm. But if we do not build a strong foundation within ourselves to lead and guide and set example for the next generation, what will happen to the next generation? Where can the next generation find good role model? If it is not us. Long after we pass away, what do we leave for the next generation? You may leave a house, you may leave them money, you may leave them whatever substance. But that is just outward things that you provide for them. But if you leave something in them, that will make a lasting difference. But if you don't equip yourself first, how can you give them something that you do not have? How can you give something solid to them when you are not solid? And that's why it's very important for us to intentionally, regularly, consciously build our faith build our knowledge about the Word of God every single time we come to church. It's not just coming to church because we're Christian, because it's Sunday. It's coming to church to really pay attention to the Word of God. Take in, chew it, internalize it, and let it transform us from the inside out. We need to have that conviction of what God says. We need to clearly leave it out clearly know so that the next generation will have the same conviction. Strong doctrine enable me to serve others effectively. Number five, learning doctrine protects against error. Colossians chapter 2 verses 6 to 8. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principle of this world rather than on Christ. Now, once you are rooted and firmly rooted in the foundation of God, it will be very difficult for anyone to throw you off or confuse your faith. Now, Many of us, we drive car, right? But not every one of us knows a whole lot about how the car actually works, how the engine works. 
how the combustion uh, process works in the engine, how the uh, digital wiring of the entire car, so on and so forth. But if one day, if you hear an unusual sound from the engine, you bring it to the mechanic, and then the repair guy tells you, oh, for this problem, you only need to do one thing. Pour water into the petrol tank and it will solve the problem. What would you do? For those of you who will not do it, why? As I said, you may not know everything about the car, but yet you know enough about not to pour water into the petrol tank. It may be a very simple information, but it's a really important information, right? You see, for us Christians, sometimes we have this, uh, this thinking, I do not know everything, and it's hard to know every single thing. It's so confusing to know every single thing. Correct. I also have this thought. The more I study, the more question I have, the more confusing it gets sometimes. But one thing I know is this. I will get to know the important things good enough so that I can avoid stumbling or confusing others. So that you can avoid putting water into petrol tank. So that you will know what is water, what is petrol. Today, today, we need that doctrine so that we will guard ourselves to know what is true, what is fake, what is genuine, what is counterfeit. In the federal bank, the way they train their agent to know what is real, genuine money from the counterfeit is for them to train, to look, to, 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 to study the quality of the real, genuine money. Then, when they encounter a fake money, they'll know it. This Chinese New Year, we pack Ang Pao, right? And as sometimes we pack Ang Pao, 50 ringgit, 100 ringgit, perhaps you may also know, hey, this bill, 100 ringgit or 50 ringgit bill, it feels different, right? It looks different. Perhaps it's a fake money. You will know. Why? Because you handle enough real money. And once you uh, touch a fake a counterfeit cash, you will know. But yet you still give it away anyway. This is what we need. There's a lot of inaccurate, in today's local terms, macam yes tapi bukan. Looks like it, but actually not. Those kind of teaching all over. Now, I'm not talking about those really outright wrong. If those are really outright wrong, it's easy to spot it. But now, today, in YouTube, social media, you will get any and everything that people say. They may sound like it. They may sound so reasonable. They may sound so good. But yet, it's a mixture of so many confusing and also inaccurate facts in it. And the way we distinguish it is when we know the real, genuine faith. That's why learning doctrine will protect us against error. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14, it says here, Solid food is for the mature, those are who by constant use, by constant use, has trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. And that's why we need to constantly build ourselves, train ourselves in the truth so that we will know the counterfeit when we encounter it. And number six, lastly, why do I need to learn doctrine? Because what I think determines how I act. What is in me will determine how I behave outwardly. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And I like what the New Century Version says. Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. What you think will determine your action. 
Now, we all are familiar with this phrase. Garbage in. Similarly, the truth of God in, what will come out? The truth of God. That's why we need to feed our mind, our soul, with sound doctrine, good doctrine. Every time we come to church for Sunday service, it's not just to sit down, to listen to a good sermon, but we need to train ourselves, feed ourselves with good doctrine. Because our belief will determine our behavior. Our thought, our thinking will determine our action. Now, do you believe, if I tell you right now, that earlier this morning, I put in 50 ringgit ang pao and put it under your chair? If you believe, you will look to down right now. Some of you, you did look down. If you believe, but do you believe that I actually did that? Your thinking determines your action. For us, many of us, we have the same issue. We believe that success, happiness, we believe satisfaction in life can be found under the chair. We look for it. We try to look for it again and again, looking at the same place. Even though we find nothing, we look for it again and again. Because we believe that many people say success, satisfaction, happiness, it can be found there. And we chase after it. And every time we achieve something, we, 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 we did not get the satisfaction, we repeat it again. Because the world tells us again and again, there is success, there is satisfaction there. And we repeat it again. We end up frustrated, empty, unsatisfied, confused. Today, what you believe, your thinking will determine your action. We need to come to the Word of God, not go to what the world says. The Word of God planted in our heart, our mind, will determine how we behave, the way we speak, the manner in which we speak, how we deal with difficult people, difficult bosses, difficult workers, how we deal with uh, loss of life, how we deal with challenges in life, how we react. It all depends on what is inside us. Our thinking determines our action. And that is why putting in, building strong doctrine, the Word of God will help us to do that. And I hope that this year, you will start to do that. So that whatever you build in, the Word of God, it will change you. Not only change you, it will change the next generation. Because you, will be affecting them also. Now, I want to end today's sermon with three important changes or action, application that you can do right away. Number one, study the truth. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Work hard so that you can present yourself to God and receive His approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who are accurately, uh, who correctly explains the word of truth. This year, I pray that you will start to make an effort and to make a change. Work hard, intentionally, consciously, building the foundation, building that doctrine in you by studying the word of God. Because it will enable you to accurately live out the truth for yourself and for others. You see, studying is not just for the pastors, the leaders, or the scholar. It's for everything. Now, the Bible, the Bible did not say that everyone can become teacher. But the Bible did say that every believer has the responsibility to be a learner. And that we need. We are not just to rely on other people. We too need to diligently and responsibly learn the truth for ourselves. And this year, there will be many opportunities for you to learn. There will be many Bible classes by our dear Pastor One. There will be Logos College classes, courses. There will be many special webinars that are planned throughout this year. The first one will come up 
next month in the month of February. And I hope that you will take time, make effort, tough work to really study the Word of God. And I pray that you will take opportunity to build that strong foundation. Secondly, live the truth. Start checking your opinion, your mindset, your belief, and see is there any inaccuracy, wrong belief, assumption, judgment within us that is not in line with the Word of God. And I believe there will be many. Check the Word of God against our own behavior, our own thoughts, emotion, feeling, and start to make that change. Ask the Holy Spirit to point it out to you. Be intentional. Be purposeful in applying and obeying the Word of God. Psalm chapter 25, verse 5. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are God who saves me. All day long, I put my hope in you. I pray that God will lead you and teach you every time you hear His words and live out His word all day long. Titus chapter 1, verse 1. I've been sent to bring faith to those God has chosen and to teach them, teach them to know the truth that shows them how to live godly life. Apply, not just to know. Teach them to live out the godly life. We need to live the truth. But first, we need to know the truth. We need to learn the truth. You cannot just simply get a piano and start playing a good song, right? You need to learn it first. Then, you'll be able to play a melodious song. It's the same with the truth of God. You cannot just start living your life with God's love, peace, and joy. You have to first equip yourself, learn the truth of God. And number three, defend the truth. First Peter chapter 3, verse 15. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks, uh, who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Take note that as Christians, we are not just here to mind your own business, just here to live your own life, that's it. We are here also to give a reason upon the faith that we have. And that's how we defend our truth, defend our faith. But take note that the Bible says the attitude that we do it is with gentleness and respect. Not being critical, judgmental, quarrelsome when we defend our faith. This verse tells us that we are to be reverent towards God and we also must be gentle and respectful towards people. That's how we defend our faith. And one thing for sure is this, we need to know our faith but we also need to know how to express it, how to give a reason. Because many times we know a lot of things but it's hard for us to articulate it. It is hard for us to say it out. My prayer is that this year, you will have the opportunity to share your faith for other people. Now, I'm not asking you to go to your friends suddenly and say, do you know Jesus? You want to believe in Jesus? That is the best way to chase people away from the gospel. You know what's the best way to sh share the faith? It's when your friends, your colleague, come to you and says, how did you cope with this boss? Huh? This how... This way the opportunity comes. And you share with them how God helped you to cope with such and such person, this kind of boss, this kind of work, this kind of pressure. If your friend asks you tomorrow, hey, what did you do yesterday for Sunday? Ah? It's an opportunity for you. Tell your friend, you know what, yesterday I have the best day of my life. I sat down about two hours in church and I listened to the, one of the best messages of my life. And the message says this, and you start giving the gospel of Jesus Christ. If your friend come and ask you, hey, I have relationship problem with my girlfriend and boyfriend, what advice can you give me? Huh? This is where you can start sharing your faith. You don't need to just tell, uh, you, you don't need to go in and just be uh, a, a salesperson and say, you know, huh? Jesus Christ loves you. You want to believe in Jesus Christ? Huh? There's many opportunities 
that you can share the Word of God. And I pray that as you equip yourself, it's not just for knowledge, it's also for application whereby you will be able to bless others. If someone asks you, how do you know that Jesus is a true God? I hope that you will be able to answer it. You may not have all the answer, but you will be able to defend what you believe and why you believe. And I pray that the Holy Spirit who lives within you can lead you and guide you at that moment. Study, live out, and defend the truth. This is what we can do. And I want to end with this warning. Learning the truth is very important. There's great value in learning the truth. But there are some precautions that we need to take. Because knowledge by itself is very dangerous. Knowledge is a foundation. It's a beginning of a godly life. But there is a danger of glorifying knowledge rather than glorifying the God who gives us the knowledge. We may be tempted to think that we know a lot that will lead us to pride and we become unteachable. Then, we are stuck with the heart to want to study more, want to look for more. What is the latest? What is the most update? What is the hidden meaning? We are stuck in chasing all this rather than living out, glorifying God. What is the use of building a firm, strong foundation but you never build anything on it? What is the use of, being, of building a strong foundation but you never build the twin tower on it? There's one word to describe it. Abandoned project. Is your life an abandoned project? If yes, good news is restart that project this year. These are three ways that we can guard ourselves against that. Number one, knowledge must be balanced with discernment. Philippians chapter 1 verse 9 to 10. This is my prayer, says Apostle Paul, that your love may abound more and more in the knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best. Your love may abound more and more in the knowledge and the depth of insight. There will be more and more knowledge and depth of insight, but you'll be able to discern. Discernment means that ability to see how your knowledge can be applied. Discernment. There are people who have great knowledge. People who can talk, tell others what to do, but they themselves are not able to do it. Have you ever heard about a doctor who died because of cancer, because the doctor smoked? There's an irony, right? He's a doctor, but yet he smokes and he died because of cancer. Have you ever heard about counsellor or psychologists who have five failed marriages? A counsellor is supposed to counsel people for their life, but yet he himself has five failed marriages. These are people who know knowledge for theory and for debate, for teaching. No application, no discernment. We have to have discernment when we have knowledge. Secondly, knowledge must be balanced with grace. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Always remember, we need both grace and knowledge. We need both. We need to balance the both. There are some people who are all about knowledge. Push out the grace. Learn about God. Learn about knowledge. And they become legalistic. To them, Christianity about, is about do and don'ts. Yes and no. Can or cannot. They think that they can grow closer by just being religious and being knowledgeable. But we need to have grace because rules, only rules, would not, uh, having rules only would not produce growth. It would not produce relationship with God. Christianity, even though it is a thinking faith, it is not about rules. It's about relationship. It's not about knowing sin and how to avoid sin, how to do things. It's also about 
the grace that God has given us to approach God even though we are unworthy. The grace of God. Knowledge must be balanced with grace. And number three, knowledge must be balanced with love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2. If I can phantom all mysteries and all knowledge, but I have no love, I am nothing. What is the value? What is the use of having knowledge if you don't apply love to it? You can have all the knowledge, but if there's no love, we are nothing. Nothing. It's useless. And it can be harmful also. First Corinthians chapter verse, uh, First Corinthians chapter eight verses one: Knowledge puffs up, love builds up. You see, the problem is not knowledge. The problem is the absence of love. We need knowledge. Knowledge is not bad. Knowledge is not evil. But if we do not balance it with grace, discernment, and love it can be harmful to ourselves and others. So we need that discernment. How often do we let our knowledge become a justification or an excuse not to love others? We know what to do. But when there's no grace, when there's no love, we tell ourselves, this is what the rule says. Therefore, I don't need to love you. I don't need to do it in a loving way. I don't need to be gracious to you. I don't need to give you a second chance because it's what the knowledge says. Therefore, we need that balance. Knowledge puffs up. It leads to intolerance, abuse, misuse. It leads to personal pride. Therefore, we need to balance it up with discernment, grace, and love. Lastly, in conclusion, as we look at six reasons of why we need to learn doctrine, the three applications, as I say to you, study, live out, and defend the truth, and also the warning that we need to balance wisdom, uh, knowledge, sorry, knowledge with discernment, with grace, and with love. I hope that you will help you, encourage you, so that you will know we as Christians are not just here every Sunday to listen to a good message. We are here to build foundation. Every message, every song that you sing, every offering that you give, it is to help us to build that foundation so that it will be strong, we can be mature, and we can love other people by being an example for them, an encouragement for them. We need to learn the truth Love the truth. Live out the truth. And that's the aim of this sermon series, a deeper life series. In the coming weeks, we're going to talk about the Bible. How do we know the Bible comes from God? How do we know that the Bible contains the Word of God? We're going to talk about God. How do we know God is God? We're going to talk about Jesus. How do we know that He is the Son of God? These are some of the topics that we will be teaching and talking about in coming weeks, in the coming months. And I hope that you will make that effort. Come every Sunday, not just because it's a duty of a Christian, but we want to grow together to build a stronger foundation, build a deeper life. Let's pray. Father Lord, today as we come before you, we want to thank you because you are good. Not only you are good, we know that you want us to be good also. And for that to happen, we need to know what you say. Apply it to our lives. And as we come before you, we may be an abandoned project whereby we have not really built our foundation right or we may have left the work of, being, of building that foundation. Help us, Father Lord, to come back to the realization and to take that commitment to build that foundation again. To purposefully, consciously and intentionally build that foundation based on what you say about important things in life through the Bible. I hope that today 
it'll be a start of something good, something marvelous that will have a lasting impact that will help us to build a deeper life in you. All this we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And before I pass the time for the worship team, I would like to give you three reflection questions. And here are the three reflection questions that you can think about it for yourself and share in your small group. The first one is this. What has been holding me back from learning the truth of God in building strong and stable foundation for my life? What have hold you back? Secondly, what do I need to start cultivating the inward drive, the perseverance and the discipline to learn the truth of God this year? And number three, in what ways can I share my conviction of God's truth with gentleness, respect and also in love? I hope that this will help you to reflect and apply the Word of God. Thank you.